1: Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Our guest today is Cameron Schwab for part two of his interview on Talking Trading. After 25 years as a CEO in the grueling and ruthless environment of Elite AFL, Cameron learned a thing or two about being an effective leader. And Cameron now advises and mentors other CEOs. In today's interview, Cameron talks about how to improve levels of your own competence, And one of the things we touch on is journaling and brain dumping your thoughts. Journaling is a success habit that both Chris Tate and Louise Bedford use. And Louise touches more on it today in Mind Power as she shares her touching story with the late mentoree, Hedy Cohen.
0: I have a little story for you today. It's about Hedy Cohen. Hetty was a member of our mentor program and she passed away recently. It was a long battle with ovarian cancer and it broke my heart thinking about the pain that she was in. Before Hetty died and when days were happier, she told me that she was having trouble writing in her morning journal. You might know that the Morning Journal is where I'm encouraging members of our mentor program to write down their thoughts and to keep the pen moving as a way of accessing their subconscious mind. You see, that which we make explicit loses its power over us. And the Morning Journal is a method of doing just that. Hetty wrote to me and she said... She was having trouble with her morning journal because every time she wrote it, it was like she was expressing all of her fears and her concerns and her angst and her pain on the pages. This was a woman who knew she was going to die. This was a woman with children who realised that after her death, if she left her morning journals for them to read, they would find angst. They would have felt her pain. In those final years. No mother wants that. No parent wants that. For goodness sake, you don't even want your friends to realize that you're in pain if you can't get them to be part of the solution. Hetty decided to change from her morning journal. She decided to write separate journals for her children. In those journals, she poured out her heart. She talked to them about the things that she would like to tell them if she had unlimited time. She talked about their strengths and the things that they had as special gifts, the light that they brought to the world. Her hopes, her dreams, her focus for those children. A journal for each child. Thanks to Hetty, I've started doing that for my children. My kids know that I'm writing in these beautiful books just for them and about them. My little girl said it makes her feel so very special to know that at some stage in the future she's going to be able to read that book. And she said, Mum, when I'm annoyed with you and angry, maybe I can just turn to one of those pages in the book and you can make me feel better with those words. And that's what I'm hoping will occur. Sometimes in the hustle bustle of life we get so busy, we forget that there are special lessons That we want our children to hear. Not all children can take it in when you're face to face with them. Not all people can understand the intent when it's spoken. Some people need to see it written down. I have high hopes for these journals from my children. Yes, I'm still doing my morning journal and I doubt that I'll ever stop that. But these journals for my kids are very, very special, and I just am so grateful that Hedy shared this idea with me. Now, in your own life, what is implicit that you need to make explicit? Find the things that are holding you back as a trader. Make it explicit, and you will find that you will live the trader's life. Hi, I'm Tom Basso, and I enjoy listening to Talking Trading.
1: Cameron Schwab was appointed CEO of the Richmond Football Club at the age of 24, the youngest CEO in the history of the AFL. He spent the next 25 years as a CEO of three different AFL clubs. And it was 25 years of intense education in the ruthless environment of elite sport where Cameron learned many lessons on leadership. And we hear more of these lessons in part two of our interview today with him. A trader with a big why will always work out the dynamics and excel in the markets. And it seems that great teams also play with a higher purpose and that if a sport, an elite sports person has a big why, they will also work out the dynamics and excel in the sporting arena.
2: Well, I think there's a there, there's always an obvious sense of purpose in, in a sporting arena. There are people in the stands who are aligning you know their own identity to your footy club. You know they they you know they they barrack or support your club for for a reason. Often it's uh, you know being passed down from you know their parents or you know something very influential in in your in your life relatively early in your life and it's very rare that you would ever change that and, and almost people more likely to change their religion I'd, I'd say than change their footy club and and that, that wouldn't have been said 50 years ago or 40 years ago but it probably would be said now that you know people almost as uh, say I've got no choice I have to barrack for Richmond I have to barrack for Geelong that's just who that's who I am I couldn't see myself you know the good times the hard times and probably even in that little journey is a good life journey for them because you know, they get to enjoy you know, inevitably you know, some good times and some tough times when they, they support a club and one that they've identified themselves with. Um, so that higher purpose is in, in a sporting arena relatively obvious. In, when I deal with people in business and particularly with coaching of CEOs and you ask them of their higher purpose, it is um, somewhat challenging for them and and i just i just normally boil it down to the the two things it's the the what i do and why i do it question and and try and get deeper and deeper into the what i do and why i do it and and then it can be a what we do and why we do it scenario and and i think at the most fundamental level for anyone running an organization the purpose has to relate to the honoring of the people who are actually working for your your organization if you decide to set up a business tomorrow people are going to be aligning their careers with that business in one way or another and you have to honor them by creating if nothing else you know great Great place to work, which gives them the best chance of getting what they need from their own working lives. But at the same time, recognising that it's a it's a team approach, and they get to work with people who hopefully share, you know, their idea, their vision of what a great workplace can actually be. And and often that's a financial thing, uh, but most likely it's it's got something to do with the relationships that they're forming and they're forging as part of that that environment.
1: Where does strength of spirit and metal? Come into the formula for success
2: the metal is those I, I put the metal as being the energy and the attention thing that if i and that that comes down to that question you asked before about your resilience i just like the word metal it's uh, it might be because it you know the metal as it sounds like metal different metal obviously but it's a there's a there's a there's a there's an action orientation to it uh, which which i like as 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 a, as a goal you know have if you're going to be a ceo if you're going to be a leader, uh, the fact is you're going to get yourself into some pretty uncomfortable places often. Um, and people like the idea of of leading, uh, but often not necessarily understand what it's what 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 it actually means. Anyone who's a parent recognises and understands there's a whole layer of parenting that that you'll experience only when you become a parent. Uh, and the same thing I think about leadership. So I see, I put metal as one of the critical elements of it. And the two elements of metal I then talk about is that, that energy and attention and how you actually maintain both.
1: Cameron, I heard your favourite football saying is the score takes care of itself. And it's the same for traders, it's the equivalent of us following our trading plans.
2: Yeah, very similar.
1: How, yeah, how does it play out in sport?
2: Fundamentally, if you get the plan right, you get the people right. Well, the school will take care of itself. And obviously, there's there's a lot of complexity within those things. But as a and, and it comes from a fellow by the name of Bill Walsh, who was coach of the San Francisco 49ers, and his saying was that that almost the scoreboard really only counts one day a year in in elite sport, and that's in uh, and that's on grand final day. The rest of it is is either your efforts to get to that point or your, your efforts to work out that you're not going to get to that or the realisation you're not going to get to that point but you may have to do so in the future so therefore you're more future-focused in that sense. So so at all times, if you're actually looking at all of the, the elements that create the outcomes and the processes, well, you are, um, you know, you, the score will take care of itself. And the amazing thing is when people get close to uh, elite sporting clubs, they're always amazed at just how systematic the whole thing is they're expecting some amazing you know piece of intrigue about this you know behind closed doors but in the main it's just unbelievably process driven and and that's and that's based on the fact that we've got a we've got a limited resource which is athletic talent and the goal is to get the best out of that athletic talent both individually and as it relates to uh, bringing the team together as a successful uh, group of, of human beings so on that basis, it's not that complicated, but there's a fair bit which goes into it. Um, so from that point of view, it's it's really saying, okay, we, let's step back. Let's make sure we've got the right, the right people, the right plan, and yeah, there's a good chance the score will take care of itself.
1: Let's talk about coaching and the power of coaching. Traders who go it alone rarely make it. What's the importance of a coach for elite sports people, and how has the concept of a coach changed over time?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably probably the concepts always stayed the stayed the same, but the the mechanisms and the understanding of what good teaching looks like has probably changed. There was a there was probably generations of uh, of athletes who had to deal with coaches who thought that the only way of getting the best out of the players was to yell and scream at them and threaten <laughs> them and these sorts of things. Well, that's been a proven failure, but we managed to do it for a long period of time, and it, and somewhere along the line it changed, and it's probably only changed in the last 20 years. Whereas now you get a far, you know, there, there would be whilst whilst the. the The uh, the images in the media of coaches losing their heads would be is what we actually like to see, you know, because we all like to see the vitriol and and those sorts of things. But in the main, you'd find that again, the conversations between player and coach would be very much uh, based on clear objectives as it relates to that individual, both what they're required to do to get the best out of themselves and what the team needs, and particularly that balance. Between sort of selfishness and selflessness, that's a really always a great challenge for any for any young athlete. Uh, and the reason why we have leaders in any shape or form is because hopefully they've got a, a, a sense of wisdom and expertise that we don't have ourselves, and hence we we want to try and tap into that thing in any in in any way we possibly can by. Uh, by utilizing it but hopefully what you need is that individual to then have the emotional intelligence and the teaching ability and all of those subtleties which then enables them to get the best out of that that person and it's crazy that it's taken us as long as it has to realize that these people can actually help you in life not just in sporting clubs and and so that's obviously something i do a fair bit of now but but at the same time um you know, you're you've got to have the right person for the right group at the right time, and and if you don't, well, you've got to go and find the right person for the right group at the right time, and that's why there is a, often a turnover of coaches. If you got, you know, if you got the wrong coach for your group, well, that's something which generally, you know, either the person changes or the person changes. You know, <laughs> the person improves and develops or get able to build that relationship, and um, or you've got to get someone else to put in front of your group.
1: Athletes lose confidence at some stage of their careers. Traders get trade reluctance. How do how do elite sports people overcome the yips?
2: In in the main, you would always uh, ask them to go back to the things which give them confidence. You know, I, I think if you if you're asking if you're asking people to play no no well first of all no one brings a complete game in in any shape or form whether you're a ceo you're the, you know we're finding that, we, that we, we've got a president in the united states who's bringing a very incomplete game um you know you have you have a, a situation where you have people in leadership roles who don't have they're not going to bring everything for everyone but there's no reason why you can't seek to have a complete team that's obviously a, an objective but a complete team actually relies on people operating within what they're operating within their strengths and and so i'd say to anyone who loses confidence in any any is just get a just get some post-it notes and a, and a sharpie and just write down the 10 things you're good at and um and let's put them up on a wall and just reflect on those things and let's start trying to operate in that space as quickly as you can and uh and from there Hopefully, your confidence can rebuild, and you can build on those strengths rather than let's spend time worrying about your weaknesses. And and I think again, that's been a that's been a change in in philosophy. When I, when I first came into leadership roles, it was very much these are your weaknesses. Go and work on them. Well, most of the time, that was a waste of energy. Whereas if you can build on your strengths and you can become that becomes your easy genius or your easy wisdom, whatever terminology you want to use, where well, your confidence will be sustained.
1: You're one for keeping a morning journal.
2: Very much, yeah. yeah.
1: What do you get out of it?
2: Um, There's probably two. It's a morning and night thing. So I, I, I'm a big believer in closing out the day um, as in, uh, in in making sure that you come to uh, a stage in your day where you're prepared to actually shut the book. But don't just close everything out. It's a closing, Some people call it closing out. Don't just close it out as in uh, show it off your laptop or – you know, put your phone down. You actually have a, a process in regard to doing that. That 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 you stop and you write down the things that the next day starts to to look like. So therefore, you've you've cleared your mind of whatever those expectations are, and then you're not waking up in the middle of the night thinking about some irrelevant email that you didn't answer. It you know which has no real impact on your life. But it's amazing how your subconscious works in in regard to that. So it improves your chance of. One, spending a bit of decent time at home with the family when you get home, but also uh, a better chance of sleeping all right. And the second part is the journaling is is often I'll just um, I'll brain dump thoughts and ideas and – or just even how I'm feeling at a particular stage. And it's amazing how three or four or five pages into just pure writing uh, how – how you asked about loss of confidence, how you can actually rebuild your own confidence uh, by, by just getting stuff out of your head. Um, and for me, and, and mine's quite visual because of my art background, I'll, I'll draw as well, not just journal. So I'll, I'll draw pictures and models and, and thoughts and I'll, I'll try and visualize those things as well as write down the words. And, um, and I quite like that as well. So it might be an hour of drawing you know, uh, a few times a week as well.
0: Cameron,
1: what's a final piece of advice you'd give traders for sports people, anyone striving?
2: Um, stick within your easy wisdom, you know, the stuff that you really feel good about and you're confident. You know, that doesn't mean you don't seek to grow, but try and grow from those things. Don't try and, you know, turn yourself into something that you're just not. And, uh, and I think if you can, uh, we can then work through what those things are And you can come from that position. It's amazing how you just build a a certain resilience about you. If you're going to be ambitious in life, you know, you always got to make sure that you match that ambition with a level of capability. And that capability is generally something related to the things that you're naturally good at and you enjoy doing.
1: Cameron, how do people stay in touch with
2: you? Yeah, just at my. I'm just at cameron at lambo.com.au. That's L A M beau.com.au and as mainly most of my works with CEOs and developing leaders and emerging leaders and uh, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it and uh, I thank you for the opportunity of having a chat
1: and stay tuned next week guys to hear Mentor Doug Jew on Fat Tales in the Markets I'm Caroline Stephen we'll see you next show take care You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.